Hello Geeks, Utakus, fanboys, and fangirls. Welcome to another weekly edition of The Talking Pop. It is the podcast where two brothers with two different personalities discuss pop culture news, video games, and more. And every week, something new comes to the table. I am Alfonso Berrigan, a.k.a. The Franchise. And across from me is my co-host, my brother, Andy. And today we're going to be talking about trailers. I'm, because basically, there's a, it's a subject that me and my brother don't agree on We Not when it comes to trailers. Um, to give you guys a background what a trailer is, people are thinking, oh, it's something they make in a movie trailer. No, it's not it. Back then, when pe- when there was features, you know, because movies back then was the only thing you can watch of entertainment before television was invented, you used to show a trailer or a sneak preview after the after the movie. After the main feature was played, they showed a trailer, but the problem is by the time people finished watching the movie, they ended up getting off their seats and leaving, so they never got a chance to see the previews. I remember some VHSs, too, were doing the same thing, too. So that's why nowadays, now when you see previews, they come before the main feature because they don't want people just to leave and say, "Hey, you know, they didn't see that new trailer." And of course, back then we didn't have YouTube. Yeah, so. We're talking like twenty years ago, guys, uh, or not even now. We can't even say twenty. We're, we're talking thirty years ago at the most. Considering that we, um, my brother being born in '85 and me being born '91, we're we're in that that kind of we have our foot in each each door. You know what I mean? So it's like we 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 have that internet. We have the interesting perspective on the internet because we we saw its development going through and and just entertainment itself. Like I remember when we'd be watching different movies of kids during the nineties. He and he's right. They would show trailers. Not it's you know, it's coming to you um, to your home as a feature film, right? And they would show that, and they'll show like three previews depending on the, what movie you you bought or you rented at at your local blockbuster. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> and then uh, you know what I mean. So like it all depends. Uh, so say you got a movie from New Line Cinema, chances are they were going to show whatever new whatever three movies that New Line Cinema had produced during before that year, uh, and they'll throw it in there because you know it's like they they are they're doing a brand thing. It's just they would show different features and uh, and they're really, fairly quick. They weren't even more than I would think a minute. They're they're short, and then they they wouldn't. Uh, and from what I noticed, even as being a kid, like the trailers wouldn't show everything. They'll, they'll show, you know, just like how you see today, the, the most intense and kind of uh, grasping scenes in the movie. But back then, it wasn't as inflated as it is now because it's like, my my opinion on trailers, since, like my brother said, he loves watching trailers. Like, he he's always on it. And so, like, he always... He's always the first one to jump on the trailers, and for me, I despise trailers. I do not. I try my best to avoid them and not watch them because it sets some sort of expectation, and I can't. I can't view the movie objectively if I do because it's like, what are trailers really? It's just showing the best parts of the movie because it's an advertisement for the. It's for the art form for the movie itself. Remember, it's a business. Um, so I, I try my best. To try to avoid these trailers because, you know, it just sets expectations. And and I know, like, fanboys and fangirls out there and fan dudes, you know, it's... You... I, I like to go to a movie with a clear mind, clear objective uh, perspective as opposed to just, like, you know, if I were to watch a trailer on uh, Spider-Man or something like that and I were to watch it and then I go see the movie and it's like, wow, that part wasn't in the trailer, but then it's like, cool, I didn't expect that. But then everything else, like, for instance, the Homecoming... Spider-Man Homecoming movie, it got a lot of flack online because it basically revealed a lot of major plot points in that movie. And then when you go to the movie, you kind of already got a sense of how the storyline plays out. Like, you knew... It, it was just strange. And I... It very, it very much so... I just... I despise trailers, but, you know... It, it's also it's also very interesting to see how it's, it's evolutionized a lot of things in cinema. Um... I mean, now with trailers, yeah, you know, like he said, I do love trailers in general because, uh, like I said, back in the kid, you know, going to the movies, you know, was a, you know, like a reward thing, and it was fun to see, oh, what movies are coming out. Yeah. Like I said, we didn't have YouTube back then. I grew up in 85, but pretty much most of the time I was grew up in the 90s. So, I mean, mm-hmm. at that time, you know, there were very few TV spots with a short trailer for an upcoming feature, and pretty much, you know, I was excited, you know, and then, of course, you get the VHSs, and, of course, um, they'll, they'll show, the, like my brother said, um, pretty much, they'll show the coming features for that studio, but when you go to the theaters, you get to see what every different studio's going on, and, of course, depending on the feature itself, what mm-hmm. studio came from, you, they'll show, like, a, 
a movie that's in that same studio before the main feature. But that was one of those things that was exciting because you could go to, go, go to school and talk about, hey, did you guys see that latest trailer for that that movie? Yeah. And like people were like, oh, when did you see it? Like I saw like like in the theater. You gotta go see this movie just to find that specific trailer. Yeah, you would never know. There was nothing to man. You couldn't get YouTube. I mean, there was no YouTube back then, so you couldn't find out with that trailer. So you waited for the trailer to come out on TV in order to find it. And that way you'd be able to talk about it, like, in school the next day. So, like I said, I love trailers, you know. It's not just for movies now. Now you got video games having trailers now, so people are even go excited now. For oh, books trailers get trailers games. now? Like books get trailers. <laughs> they, even there's commercials for books now with, like, voiceover and yeah. sometimes animation now. They're making you want to go get the book now. thinking, oh, it's going to sound great. Um, like I said, I love trailers. I mean, they're pro movie, but it's game that nowadays, you know, the one thing I do agree with my brother about is, there's so many trailer, trailers for one single movie, you know. Back then, you know, it was just yeah. it was just a sneak preview, so a sneak peek, so like the teaser, and then the main one. There was only two trailers per feature. That's what it was. It was two trailers. Now you got, like you said, Spider-Man Homecoming was a good example because there was like four trailers. And like I said, they take all the best parts in the movie and pretty much gave you the, the whole plot. With and, and Plus, you know, with trailers, you know, they want to show what stuff that already got done. I mean, the whole thing was for trailers back then was to show stuff they were able to film right away, just to give like a sneak preview to the studio. The studio said, "Hey, um, we want to sh- have a sneak peek for this one movie. Do you have anything filmed yet?" They're like, "Oh, we got this film. You want to use this part? And they'll use certain parts. And sometimes they'll use like deleted scenes in the previews that you probably won't see on the main feature exactly. itself." So, like I said, I don't know. I love the trailers, and of course, you know, like I said, there's been many in the past, and you know, like I said, honestly, they should. You know, I mean, it doesn't say they should get rid of trailers, but, I mean, to me, honestly, they should just go back to the old two-trailer format, the teaser, and then just this first trailer. Exactly. Like, so, you know, you want to want people to want it more to go see the movie instead of, like, showing four or five trailers, you're basically giving the whole movie away. Mm-hmm. And, um, but other than that, you know, I love watching trailers, you know, I'll go on YouTube and pretty much find out the trailer, or, you know, I'll go online, go to, like, fan sites like comicbook.com or popculture.com. They'll announce, hey, check out this trailer, or IGN will say, hey, check out this trailer. God, not even, even then, like, even Facebook, everyone, and you can't get away from it, um, and which, the downside of my sort of approach to trailers is that I have no idea what movies come out, when it's coming out, like, it's, I use, I base it on all word of mouth, right? And then, so that, that's a downside for me, because I, it's a downside and a plus side, because I... I'll come across and, oh, this movie's coming out, and then I'll go to my friends, and they'll be like, dude, that's been out for a while, and I was like, I had no idea, and at the same time, it's good, because it's a surprise for me, and I go there with, like I said, le- a, a lesser form of expectation, and it's just a way, it grabs me a lot more. Um, for example, I didn't see any trailers for Ex Machina. I literally waited almost a year before that movie came out and did its run in the, in the um, cinemas, and then I waited almost a year to see it, and when I saw it, it just it impacted me so much, um, and I and I had a good feeling that if I were to see trailers, um, and although I probably wouldn't get the I would get the concept right away, I don't think I would have approached the movie or taken in the movie as strongly as I would not seeing the trailers. Um, and like my like my brother said, they they've now found this kind of routine to where they'll make four or five different trailers, a trailer for the villains, whatever. So like say. Um, it's like, why would you need to do that? You're you're giving us the whole movie, and I get it. And it's like, you're I know you're trying to reach a broader audience and all this stuff, but it's like, you can't. You also can't expect the general public to be that naive. Like, you're showing the whole thing, regardless. A person's gonna go see the movie if they've already, you know, if this sort of media or this particular story grabs them already. They're gonna go see it. It's just that's part of being a fan is supporting the craft, the art the specific story they're trying to put out by artists. So, um, the topic that my brother touched upon is that, is like, you have a trailer for this. Um, or, for example, now, from what I see, uh, which we're going to be talking about and actually seeing, because we haven't seen them yet, but yesterday in New York uh, Comic Con, I'm guessing the Marvel Studios uh, and DC Studios released the Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi final trailer. And then they have the Justice League trailer for two thousand for the movie that's coming out fairly soon, right? Yeah. So like November, I think that's when it's scheduled. And now, from when I see the title card, we're gonna watch the Star Wars one first for Episode Eight. But when I already see just with upon the the headline for the video, 
it says final trailer. And I, I was, um, I'm like, this is crazy. Final trailer. How many were there? Now, when we went to see, uh, what was the last movie we saw? They showed, I, I was a little mad they showed the Star Wars. It was Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, it was Spider-Man they Homecoming. The Star, like they theaters, showed the yeah. Star Wars trailer um, for the episode 8. It was the first one I haven't seen. I was so pissed. Because I, I took so long to not see it. Because I love, like, I love Star Wars for what it is. And how how it's reached the culture and how it's impacted it. But I, I fucking hate how they have to do all these trailers. And then, like, they throw it at Marvel. And, like, I, I can't expect it. But it's like going to the movies now... And how we talked about how it was different watching a movie on VHS and they give you three previews and it's fairly quick. Now, when we go to the, the movies, we get like eight or nine different previews sometimes. And then you got the theater pitching stuff and then whatever brand of soda or candy they have because they have to do it. Yeah. We're, we're possibly, you're possibly sitting at a, at a movie from a showtime from the minute that it starts to the minute that the actual feature film begins. You're talking about maybe a half hour or so of just watching pre, just advertisements, and that's what we get now, just on our phone with, and just you know, so it's becoming a, like we become very used to this uh, marketing feed, but at the same time, it's like it wasn't as strong. But I understand the digital revolution and the connection of everything, it's becoming, and like these companies are just, it's invasive, and I, I was just rubbed the wrong way that they threw it and it was only because of my personal grief with it just because you know i don't approach the trailers i don't i don't i try my best to avoid it and it's just becoming harder and harder to when you have to and don't get me wrong you know i understand its purpose of a trailer and whatnot i just hate having to see how much more and more plots are getting revealed um and then seeing it during spider-man homecoming i was like damn it like dude i was i i would i couldn't even be objective at that point because it's like god damn i did not want to see the trailer because especially for something like Star Wars, when we're talking about a franchise that's been around since the seventies, like yeah, you, if I feel like it just defeats it when I ha- like I want to be surprised for this new Star Wars thing. I want to be surprised for the new Spider Man. I want to be surprised for the new Batman. Whatever comic book character, whatever movie there is, I want to be surprised. Like there's no, and if I go see a trailer, it's like I'm not going to be surprised anymore. And like my brother said, the deleted scenes, like sometimes you catch things there that you don't see in the trailer, and then you're just like, wait. This, this made would more sense to the plot than if they were to take it out. And it's just like, come on, you're, you're, I understand you're selling your product so you can get people, you know, you got to reach the audience to get people to come see your movie. But, you know, it's, I think humans still very much rely on word of mouth and, and influence, especially from their friends and their social circles. Um... So it's like I'm not bashing trailers for all it is. I understand its purpose. However, it's just it's becoming way too invasive, and it's since it it turns me it does it it turns my off a bit towards the cinema and how Hollywood's doing directing things, and it's just like it. I mean, I heard from a sorry I'm rambling, but I heard from a, I was watching a Joe Rogan podcast, and it was long ago, but he he had um. Uh, what's his what's uh, Clint Eastwood's son's name? The actor? Oh, Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood, right? He had him on there, and uh, he they were talking about that, and he had Joe Rogan had mentioned that since he obviously worked on TV shows and stuff, that there's separate trailer houses for like production comes that just work on trailers. Like that's insane. Like the, you would think the production studio would that make that is making the movie would be able to have a department to cut some sort of uh, quick trailer, but no, they go ahead and contract with. Other pr- film production houses that strictly work on trailers, like for and, instance, the Suicide Squad one with the Queen one. Like I saw that one because we went to see. We watch Marvel movies all the time. So with that one, the trailer ended up being hundred times better than the movie. Oh yeah. So it's like they went out there for a separate concert. It's like going going to David Bowie to write you a song specifically for your Coke commercial. And then you see that his his writing ability was better than a full album project he put out. So it's like, you went to see the movie and it's like, damn, that's kind of sad how a trailer is better than the movie itself. Like, it, it, I think it's shameful, but I, I, I just don't understand why a production company would have to do that. But, you know, it's all budget, so it's all this and yeah, that. So I mean, investors, I get it. But damn, that's just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like with me, like I said, I love trailers and all. I mean, like, the most recent movie I saw was Flatliners, and I didn't see the trailer till like, the day before. 
I'm the only mention I mentioned. My mom mentioned it because she's like a big fan of Diego Luna, and he and she wants to see movies with him. She was so impressed by his performance in Star Wars Rogue One, which mm-hmm. to me was actually a good performance. Yeah, he was good. He was good. He was good. It was a good uh, movie. Do a diverse cast, and of course, the Flatliners, which is basically a remake of a movie that came out in the '90s. Mm-hmm. You know, we had with uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Roberts, Oliver Platt. I mean, the movie wasn't that bad. But if people, I've never seen the original Flatliners, but I mean, I seen, I, I used to work in a uh, retail, so I used to see the electronic section, it was on DVD, and it was a picture of Julia Roberts' face, and it just said Flatliners mm-hmm. on it. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw the trailer the day before I showed my mom the trailer, she liked it, she wanted to go see it. So we go see the film, and of course there's like five or six trailers. I mean, honestly, I love seeing them, but honestly, it was like the same type of trailers, but kind of like the concept that they try, you know, the Penguin movie, you're going to see if you're going to see a thriller movie. They're going to show you, like, yeah. a lot of horror. Keeping the theme. Keep the theme going, and they go by rating and all that. So they show a lot of horror-theme-type trailers. It was great. And they show, like, one comedy there. But they try to show more, like, in that genre. But that depends on the month of the year. You're going, like, October. Of course, they're going to show a lot of horror-themed suspense thrillers, dramas, or movies to match with the month of the year. So they show, like, Happy Death Day and all that. So that was great. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, the movie wasn't that bad. I mean, you know, a lot of people have a lot of opinion about it. I mean, it was good. I mean, the actors, you know, they had some kind of chemistry. They had Kiefer in there as, like, the, as the teacher this time, even though he was, like, the main leader in the first movie, in the original. But they had, like, Ellen Page, who I haven't seen in a while since, like, yeah. Juno and X-Men. Uh, those are, like, teachers for the past. And her in this movie, you know, she's like the leader with that with Flatliners. And, I mean, it was okay movie. But the trigger, the, the first trigger made it, you know, get your attention. That's what triggers are to try to grab yeah. the audience's attention. Yeah. Say, hey, we got to go see this movie. Of course, nowadays, now with social media, now those triggers just pop up right away. Like on Facebook, they'll say promoted. Or yeah, even say, hey, the ad it boxes. It's, you can't get away from it. On Twitter. Like all that. But, honestly, I still enjoy Twitter. I mean, I still go. I mean, with me, you know, I love wa- watching triggers. But I try to watch, like. Either the final one or just the first one, that's it. I mean, I don't want to watch it so many times unless it's really something that I didn't see the first time. Then I got to watch it again. But other than that, I do like trailers. I do love them. So, I mean, it's another way, like, like my brother said, it's all marketing and trying to get people to come go see the movie. Yeah. You know, now with, so, with, me, with the internet now, you can talk about the trailer or you can see people's reactions. So... Which I don't watch people's reactions. I always give my own reaction. Yeah, that's weird. I, I never understood that type of... That reaction type videos? Of, uh, yeah, I understand. You know, yeah. it's just to get attention, get views. But honestly, it's better you just watch your reaction than just discuss afterwards. Yeah, like, it's a, it, obviously it's natural when you're getting the first reaction. And it sucks because we're not being hypocritical. Uh, it's a little it's a little bit hypocritical because we're about to watch the trailer for the first time. And you're going to kind of hear Our whatever. But, like... Other, yeah. I do. I honestly think that sometimes these people have to get the first reactions and they record themselves. I don't even think like, half the time I, I wouldn't feel that they would be that would be that organic. But uh, you know, it's like I said, we're being a little hypocritical with it. But it, it's like I I I don't watch trailers. My brothers watch trailers, so it's like it's different perspectives on that. And like considering that these two these two big cultural franchises are are doing these things. Uh, so you got Star Wars. They're blockbusters. Yeah. So, like, they, they're going to always have the best-looking trailers, you know, they're going to have the best scenes, all that. So you, that's what you expect, because they've made their money doing it, and they've, they've found that, that system to, that works. Um, so with that being said, we should go ahead and start watching the Star Wars one. They're both fairly short. A minute forty-five is what I'm. Yeah, we're gonna watch the certain ones. I mean, I got like I got like comicbook.com right now as my source right now, and of course we got YouTube up right now. So like I said, you're gonna hear some of the trailer. I'm gonna try to keep dividing them because you know copyright and all that stuff. But as long as we're not showing any video of it, um, we're pretty much gonna hear our reactions to it, and pretty much we're gonna discuss it after each trailer. We're gonna give a, a discussion why we liked about the trailer, why we didn't like about the trailer. You know, basically like a, you know back and forth. Pretty much like a crosstalk between the two of us. So, like I said, with all doo doo, we're gonna start with the first one, which is actually um, Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. This is supposedly the final, final trailer before the film is released this December. So, here we go. Ooh, I've always loved the Lucasfilm thing. Oh yeah, that's really cool. I 
tell. You got the Luke Skywalker voiceover. Assuming that's Darth Snow. Yeah, it sounds like him. Christmas. Christmas, even though it's technically December. Yeah. <laughs> oh, looks boys. Yeah. Oh wow. Crazy, got those starfighters and all that flying around space battle. Ray with the lightsaber. Holy shit! Starfighter shields. Is that Vader? I don't. It's still a little bit of Vader's pass. It's kind of like... I wonder if you're doing the flashback. Oh. There's a flashback sequence. Oh, look, there's Poe. And oh, BB-8. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, wow, okay. It, it's actually really good. It's like... It looks like weird. <laughs> it looks like there's like flashbacks, which is... Yeah, it's um, very much... Yeah. It shows like they're, it looked like Darth Vader right there. Like, it, of course, his back is towards you, so I'm assuming they're gonna have a, some kind of flashback sequence. But it looks a bit, but it looks great. I mean, there's space battle right there, of course, in Star Wars, and then you got stormtroopers with shields. Yeah, it was just all. It was they gave us like a flash of uh, a mix of different freaking storylines going on, but then you still see Rey kind of training uh, where Force Awakens left off when she's on that big cliff with Luke. But then all we're seeing is, like, just flying ships, uh, kind of, they just showed a lot of different scenes from Force Awakens, really. So that was, that was weird. It was like, a, it was kind of like a new final trailer, but most of that stuff, it seemed like they kind of combined a couple scenes from the Force Awakens, like, as far as, like, the end credits of it, and then the mix of what we're gonna see. But it's like, you see, I liked this trailer because it didn't, it didn't have a lot of dialogue parts, it, it wasn't too exaggerating, and it... It gave us little glimpses, but it didn't, you know, it, it was, there were so many different flashes that you couldn't really tie anything too much to it. So that was kind of nice. Like, it was very sh brief. Yeah, and then and um, you, you, hear, uh, you hear uh, Luke's voiceover saying yeah. that the time of the Jedi is over. Like, he's having, like, I guess he's regretting about what happened because... Yeah, which is crazy. He couldn't um, save, uh, you know, Ben. He couldn't save Ben. I mean... He couldn't he save his father. He couldn't save his father. I think that's what you see... And obviously we're catching Luke. He couldn't years, save Han. He felt years. bad for Ben, yeah. Yeah. So it's like... Kylo Ren, basically, who, if you know, he's like Ben, like, I'm assuming Ben um, Solo. So he probably feel bad because you're like, you, that's, you're the uncle and you were training your nephew and all of a sudden he ends up going to the dark side. So it's, it's like... like the, yeah, the one thing that uh, Obi-Wan was afraid of was the same thing that he was that he's being afraid of. So it's like you see that you see down the line that each Jedi it's like there's always that risk of the other of their padawan going to the dark side which it's it's pretty cool to see how that like goes down the the line of of master and trainer, you know, or master and student. So it's very it's awesome to see how Lucas wants to end that that root that habit. He wants to end that cycle of um, student becoming wise or somewhat stronger than the master and then finding out the influence of the dark side and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, man, that was, that was pretty... It's pretty intense. It was a intense trailer, trailer for Star Wars. I mean, honestly, it's about time. Like, ever since we're Rogue Run now, it's like we need to have that dark, gritty type Star Wars film, which we are sure Rogue One gave us one. And pretty much with this one, with episode 8, I mean, it looks like it's going to be more darker than even the previous the font's one. font's different on the Star Wars. Like, I even like that. It's like the red font? Red. Yeah, like, that's kind of like that reddish, you know. You know they want to set themselves aside from the old, you know, the, the George Lucas films from the 70s. And the then Ryan Johnson's directing like, this one. Of course, if you know, J.J. Um, Aarons is going to come and direct episode 9 now. He's coming on board to direct episode 9 uh, since the original director, Colin Turnoff, was uh, let go. Yeah. But, I mean, Ryan Johnson, I mean, he did a good job. I mean, with the way the trailer's put out, I mean, I kind of like it straight to the point. You probably didn't do the trailer, but... But, looks, I mean, it looks like it's straight to the point, so I can't wait. It comes out December. I know, I kind of like how they use holidays as, like, thing. oh, this Christmas Thanksgiving without actually giving a date. Yeah. But I think they use holidays as, like, a selling point. Say, so, hey, you know, come in December, it's coming in December, assuming everyone sees it's Christmas, so... That was great. I really enjoyed the trailer. So, I mean, this is always the second trailer, but I saw the original one, the original teaser, 
and this was like the second Star Wars trailer, so. So, here we go, like, the next one, it's um, Justice League trailer, of course, um, just as he's coming out this year, November, of course, um, Zack Snyder and his wife had to drop out mid, like, in the final production because of, uh, you know, a family problem, so Josh Whedon came in just to do the final reshots, I think he is going to get production credit for it, though, so, of course, Josh Whedon, you know, he, he wanted to direct a DC movie, and he was able to get his opportunity, so hopefully with uh, Justice League coming out. November, hopefully with those reshots, hopefully we'll see how it comes out. So here we go, Justice League trailer from New York Comic Con. Of course, if you're watching YouTube, oh, you have to deal with these advertisements. I know people are saying, oh, I should get YouTube. Okay, I'm not going to pay another <laughs> 5 bucks or 10 bucks just to not skip ads. I mean, that's... Half the time you can skip them within a couple seconds. Yeah, I mean, people need to sell, so yeah. I understand. It's a marketing standpoint. The the there we go. Following previews been proof for public audiences. <laughs> The famous green waterverse here, DC. Looks like someone that gets it's uh, Martha Kent. Oh no, it's uh, Lois Lane. Oh, huh. of course, played by Amy Adams. Oh, I guess she's seeing. I think that's uh, oh, it's Bruce Wayne doing the voiceover. It's November. J.K. Simmons is Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> Just from what was Aquaman? Sorry, working at Flash. <laughs> You seek his volume in. Oh, Cyborg looks badass. Dude, Aquaman looks badass. Super dark again. Wow. Oh man. Oh god. Okay. Well, first off the bat, Jesus. Let's watch the Avengers again, because that's what it looks like. But well, I think oh. it, I mean it's I kinda like it like it's honestly the same, man. It's the same thing. People well, I mean, they're going with the current. I mean, they're going with the current generation of the DC Justice League. So, yeah, there's no Green Lantern, there's no Green Arrow, which people are probably what happened. Um, there's no Martian Manhunter. No Martian no Manhunter, John Jones, Hawk um, Girl. Like we're. So I mean, it's. Yeah. A, I mean, I'm not discrediting um Cyborg. So I mean, Cyborg looks actually looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad they're throwing him into the mix. Aquaman, it was great. They went with Jason Momoa. So I mean, they wanted to give him like a Polynesian type influence. Which, you know, they want to keep with the diversity in, in Hollywood and, P, you know, PC culture and all that, but that's a whole other thing. Oh, man, like, I, from the last podcast we had when we talked about Batman, I like, kind of expressed my my feelings towards DC, and, and like I said, I only like Batman. But watching this trailer, and from what I'm assuming, it just, 
it looks like the same concept that Avengers start off with, with this this race, this some sort of ancient or alien race coming from the the sky to invade the Earth because they're they're trying to get something, and it, it's even the skies turn all red. So that dark theme or the dark contrast and tones and and aesthetic is definitely there that DC has made since the passing. So I feel like that Zack Snyder esque type of filming is still there. Just still going with that dark theme, um, or dark colors and tones in the sky. But like for what I saw, like the, the they showed the end, you kind of see a little more of the enemies in this one, or who they're facing. But it just looks like a the same thing. I don't know. And then it's, it seems like they're all huddling around this main institutional building. It's like you get you're getting a glimpse of the action of each of the heroes, which is kind of cool. But it, to me, it looks like it's going to be the same sort of start as Avengers, which I think DC needs to like cut the crap out. They need to set their like I know, they're they're trying to follow the Marvel the Marvel pattern, but I think they're just not executing their own uniqueness. Like they're just following the same thing, and it's like I get that, but you're and not, like this no one, looked, yeah, like this one doesn't feel as rushed as Batman vs Superman was. Definitely you know not. that was rushed right away. I understand they wanted to go. It was supposed to be all Batman and Superman. Oh, let's bring Wonder Woman. Let's show the Flash for a little bit. You know they wanted to teach us like. You no, know, look at me discredit. You know, Wonder Woman's badass. I seen the movie. I saw the film. It was badass. I mean, the Wonder Woman solo film. But now with Justice League coming out this year, I mean, with Justice League, with this movie, I can tell they set a tone. It needs to set the precedence. I mean, now they can actually make it more fluid, more organic with this film. Like, you know, how they get reach out to Cyber? How they reach out to the Flash? Yeah, you know, Batman, It was Batman who countered Barry Allen from the future for a few seconds. Of Batman versus Superman. Of course, Wonder Woman was right there, so they were working together already. So, you know, how did Batman go and? Surge, and of course, you saw a little glimpse of uh, Clark Kent a little bit. You know, it, was a, it ended up being a dream sequence from Yeah, so way. you don't really know if Superman's in there, which is cool that they're trying to. They're still. They're trying know, to hide it, yeah. They're trying yeah. to get that surprise. We they all know he's coming. We all know he's coming back. So, yeah, I know. No, if, you read the no death of com- if you read the comic of the death of Ryan Return to Superman, you probably know. Like, they'll never get killed off. Like, it's Superman. Sorry. Yeah, they killed him off. Yeah, it was a what. Yeah, back then, you know, in the comics was, yeah, when I, I read when, you know, when they kill off Superman for a while and they tease, you know. He was gone, you know, just because of back then Superman wasn't selling. Because, you know, yeah. the people were like, oh, Superman is immortal. But having it's that boring. death of Superman, yeah. you know, getting to the point he was beaten to death, that his heart suddenly stopped. It was trying to show that, hey, even heroes are not as immortal as they think. They're, they're not as strong. They're, sometimes there's someone actually stronger and bigger than them. Yeah. And, of course, you know, later on, like, Superman was out for a year. And, of course, he brought all these other incarnations of Superman to take over the mantle. Until eventually Superman actually comes back from the dead wearing the black suit, which is badass. Yeah. He had the longer hair. You know, hopefully that it, it is going to happen in Justice League. You know, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, there's been, you know, per products, you know, showing, you know, black Superman armor. and Considering the movie's coming out next month. I mean. It's coming out next month, so I mean. Which is good that they didn't really, I mean, for being, this trailer is like three minutes almost. But for it being that, you know, that a little more extensive than your usual trailers. Like it's, it doesn't. It didn't reveal so much plot, but like, like I said, just seeing this and like comparing it to the Mar- of the event, the first Avengers movie, like it looks like it's the same thing. And what I do like about Marvel is that they would include the other characters meeting in their separate individual movies, so that way they didn't have to waste time or jump right into making this thing to use like the first hour of these these two hour long movies or so, two plus hour long movies, getting the characters together and how they meet and stuff. And now what DC's doing is like since they they kind they of have all the right like shooting yeah. out stuff and they're gonna I guarantee I, if not whatever but like the Justice League movie is gonna take like an hour and a half just getting to them to even like become acclimated with each other again and all that and like within the first thing and I'm guessing there's not gonna there'll be there's probably gonna be some filler dialogue and then after that they're gonna go straight to the battle with the ancient enemies and then I feel like they're just gonna rush everything together just to get because this is like the first one right the first Justice League movie because they're going to keep going, right? I'm assuming. I mean, yeah, for right now, All I know the plans are, there's the Batman, is a, it's a planned film right now. I know they're playing on Batman right now. It's like, which I feel like, I, I, they're planning on it. They, the Batman's been planned. Um, the Flash movie's called Flashpoint, but Cyborg's actually going to be uh, taking a part in it, which I know they announced Flashpoint. It's going to be great. It'd be cool to see uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and, uh, what's her name? And, uh, you know, her and him and, uh, I forgot, Girl who played the mom in Batman vs Superman, who played Bruce Wayne's parents, it was Laura Cohen yeah. from Walking Dead, and that'd be great to see if at one point that the Flash goes there, 
goes through the alternative timeline where, you know, if you remember reading Flashpoint in the comics, you know, the Flash, you know, goes to different timelines. He goes to this one version of Gotham where Bruce was the one that got killed and um, Thomas Batman. Wayne became the Batman, Batman became Batman and uh, Martha Kent being traumatized. She's not being the Joker. She ends up playing Joker. So I would love to see that. I know I've seen the fan art, you know, Photoshop fan art, people teasing that and hopefully it does happen. Hopefully we get to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan wearing the cowl and Laura Cohen being dressed as the Joker. So That'd be cool. And he's like different timelines, so that's the one they did announce was Flashpoint. And Aquaman is going to get a film itself too. It's going to have a solar film, which I'm assuming is probably going to be like a Flashpoint. I mean, yeah. Wonder Woman did a good job. I kind of like what they do with Wonder Woman. They show her what she's doing now, and then you know, and then and pretty much a uh, flashback how like her origin, which actually was actually great. Patty Jenkins did a great job with the direction of the film with the Tarantino route. So it was kind of cool. They showed a flashback, you know, how you know her origins and. All that, so I think I'm assuming that's what they're gonna do with the with the Flashpoint and possibly with uh, with Aquaman. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes on. And of course, um, the next show we're gonna see um, if you're a fan of the '90s, like with me and my brother watch, if you should be a fan of Nicktoons. And of course, if you guys remember, um, Hey Arnold, Rockers Modern Life are coming out with uh, TV specials, like t- direct to TV movies, uh, bringing back you know original creators to work on them. So the first one they actually showed um, is um, at New York Comic Con. It's the Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie Trailer. Because if you remember seeing one of the episodes of Hey Arnold back in the past, you can actually watch those episodes on Hulu. Um, there's one point when um, Arnold found the diary, his parents' diary, because you were wondering, hey, what happened to Arnold's parents? Oh, yeah. And you find out the actual um, explorers, and pretty much he ends up finding this map. Yeah. So, of course, what this movie is, is... Um, this is they decided when they announced that um, Craig, um, Craig Bartlett is coming back to work with the, some of his writers and most of the cast is coming back to voice the characters. And um, this reaches to our nostalgia because you know our generation now they're, we're hitting our our mid twenties to to early thirties. So like this is this is the stuff we're gonna pass down to if if you've had offspring already, whatever. So like this, I think about Hollywood or these film scenes are not stupid. So they they gotta they gotta market to us and since we're the next generation of adults who are gonna have kids who are probably gonna want to show our kids what what made Where it fun for us as and as much as we would want them to explore other medias and other art forms but like with this it's it's an easy grab that's what we're seeing all these remakes now or all these reboots and stuff of movies that aren't even are maybe twenty to thirty years old maybe even fifteen like like my brother said earlier Flatliners is from the nineties. And we were fairly young at that time, so like we probably just didn't watch it, anyways. But like now, we're gonna we're gonna continue to see all these remakes and reboots because, frankly, like Hollywood does not want to invest on these creative ideas and stories because you know they're investing. All these people are investing uh, billions or millions of dollars in these big blockbuster films and crap, so they want to see a return on their investment. And um, sorry, because we're gonna derail, but like. As of this weekend, I was reading that Blade Runner is suffering major, like, their their box office numbers for the whole weekend is kind of low. It's wow. been very low. It's like 30 to 35 million only, and it was like a budgeted movie of like 240-something. And that is, you know, so like, that's Blade Runner, which is a remake too, or this is no, a, it's a, a sequel, this actually. This is a sequel. 2049. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, they I know. were expecting to jump off and create a new film from a story or a movie that was made 20 years ago, and it, you're seeing now... Which they're gonna they're gonna be seeing. I know it'll be a trend, but they made most of their movies on the Thursday night to Friday night premiere, and that was you can tell those are either fans of the the move the first one already. So it's gonna be a niche crowd, and and they're they, to be honest, I don't know why they're surprised. Like they, I didn't see the trailers from it, but like for Blade Runner, it's it's a sci-fi movie. It's already a niche movie, and when it came out, like sci-fi was looked at as something that's like oh you know we're never gonna reach a broad audience, and those movies like they and now. Comparing sci-fi now, they're becoming more generalized and more broader. So it's like to reach a, a wider audience, which is a good thing. But it's like you're going to see that. I, I'm not going to be surprised that all these niche reboots and remakes. I try to stay away from them because it's like. But I do know right now. I mean, I know people at my job. Um, they're talking about it. You know, go see it. Yeah, and sure. actually, it was actually a really good job. I heard it actually did really good. Because if you remember the original It, it was actually on TV. It was like a three-part yeah, miniseries. Movie. It was yeah, a TV was miniseries. Yeah. So for this, for the movie, um, it's a it's a pan, it's a plan on duology. So I mean, they are doing another sequel to it. It's already been announced. 
But I heard a lot of positive things of the movie. I heard a lot of positive things about it. I mean, I'm probably going to wait till it comes out on Blu-ray or wait until it's available on Netflix to go see it itself. I mean, I'm not a big fan of horror movies, so I kind of find them kind of comical. So, I mean, I'm interesting. Uh, Yeah, it's because, I mean, it's mostly now with digital. I mean, back then, I kind of loved horror movies in the past. It was all practical, how they were able to do it. Like, Tom Savini. Oh, my God. He was the great when it comes to, like, special effects and all that. He was great when it comes to practical effects, when it comes to horror. But now with digital, you can do so much stuff, you know, with technology now. Like, you don't even have to have real blood. You can even make, like, digital blood. Yeah, and they're fairly redundant. Like, uh, horror movies, too, now. Like, you 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 expect to get a couple jump scares. You expect to see some weird demon-looking thing that also is part of those jump scares. And then, like, the plot has to suffer because of this, but it also, like, you know, like, they... Obviously, horror movies have to follow some sort of, you know, guide or standard guide thing, but, like... Like I said before, Hollywood doesn't want to invest in creative new ideas. They would rather pump all their their damn money into these reboots and remakes who are, like, they're half-assed. They're just half-assed chick, and they're, they're reaching on a nostalgic thing, but it's like, you can't forget that, yeah, it was cool, for, it was very cool from us for, it's very cool when we're kids to see that because our brains aren't developed. But now that we're at a point where at least science dictates that our the mind is fully developed at 25 at least... And from that point on, it goes. It's like, you see this with a more rational, more developed mind, and you're just like, oh, man, why did I like this crap? Like, this is not cool. And then to see the new ones come out, and it's like, wow, this is even worse. So it's just like, you immediately deadpan it for that reason. And so you're going to, I'm going to feel like Hollywood, it's going to be hit and miss for these things. And so, yeah, like like you said, it it's it did very successful in the box office, and it's Stephen King, and he, that guy is just amazing writer. So, like... And it, like I've already said, it was a TV series back then, or a, a movie, a TV movie series thing, and and now I mean, it's kind of cool. I heard is it kept cool. the kids as kids, so it's like the first part yeah, is when they're kids. And everyone's loving that. So and, now we can't wait for the sequel because now we have to see who's going to play the adult versions of the kids now. Yeah, that's freaking awesome because it's like people tend to think that kids aren't smart. Where I think, man, kids kids are are fascinating creatures. Because they don't have that filter. They aren't broken down by this, our society's system, you know. Or, and, and it's just like, it's fascinating to see their take on things. And to see these stories um, being told from the perspective of chi- of children. And like, especially with a story like it being so centered around um, a coming of age tale of this freaking demon. It takes on the form of a uh, worst fear of uh, yeah, of the worst become. fears of these kids. So it's like you see them coming of age and and trying to rationalize these things in the supernatural currents, and that's awesome. That's why the people are loving Stranger Things. Um, that's why people love the Goonies when they came. I love that too. Like, yeah, coming for Stranger Things too, season two. Yeah, so it's like they the, Hollywood needs to come with this because it's like it's these stories are so redundant to having to bring things that's like it may grasp. Certain audience back then are nostalgic thing, but you got to remember these kids are coming in a different internet age to where you know they don't know anything else. Like uh, this, just this yesterday, I got talk. I met this kid, um, eighteen year old kid, hmm. selling cologne at Macy's, and we had an awesome conversation within the 10, 15 minutes I met him, and he was very he had a good head on his shoulders. Very surprised. Um, he was selling me cologne, but then we started talking about Mad Men, and Mad Men is like one of my favorite shows of all time, and. And I thought this kid was older beyond his years, and he's like, oh, I'm only 18. I was like, damn, dude. I was like, this is great. I was like, keep doing what you're doing. Um, he has a good approach. I had an awesome name, too. Uh, but, like, he, this kid is checking out things from the 60s, you know, or shows that are portraying a different times back then. And he was open to that, and only being 18. Yeah, it's like with us now. It's like now... Like and he told me, himself, he doesn't know. He's like, it's crazy living in these times, man. Because he's like, I don't know the... I don't know... The 90s. The, I don't know the internet. He's like, I don't know anything beyond before... I don't know time before the internet, or how strong the internet is. That's why it's a good thing about like shows like it's Netflix. Like, bring, like, I'm surprised... Like, right now, with Hulu bringing back, you know, we're going off topic here before we sit there. Hey, because it, it kind of coincides with what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, Hulu... Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, like a week ago, um, brought the 90s TGIF, the 90s. Remember TGIF back then on ABC had Perfect Strangers, Family Matters, um, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, Hang with Mr. Cooper, yeah, Home all. Improvement. They brought those shows. I mean, those shows. And I started watching Home Improvement again. My brother started watching Boy Meets World. Yeah, and we, I've seen and Family it Matters. Bunch of time, but, like, it's just, those are 
clock, timeless. It's trip. like that is sucks. It's like, oh my they're god, I'm a kid again. Yeah, like it's not. It's and all also, planned. Yeah, and also too, planned. like my brother was saying, like these kids who are born now, the millennials who are born in the year 2000, they don't know what happened back then. But nowadays, Man, now they could get to see you know TV shows from back then. Now they get now they with the internet. Now they got access now to watch stuff. You know what we used to watch growing up, and it's kind of cool because now if they watch it, now they can understand. Hey, this is what the concept was back then. All oh, this is what kind of their, the change in society, the stories they were using to, to attract the audience. With me, um, I started watching you know Breaking Bad. You know, I haven't never watched Breaking Bad. I've never seen the traders for it. I heard people talking about. it. I never got into it. I just saw like the first two episodes, and I'm already hooked. <laughs> it hooked me right now. It's a great show, and um. Like I said, and also too, like it, same thing with anime. Anime goes in there right around. I know my brothers like anime, so we'll probably save that for a future topic. I know certainly I try to get him to watch that one anime. He said he likes it a little bit, but we'll talk about that on a different po- uh, different episode. Um, like I said, it's all about talking communication. You know, people talking about it. like people are also like your trailer. Obviously, people are like trailers. Yeah, it's the they're it's like the your teaser because they've seen it. And they probably, they're basically saying you have to go see yourself and they want to hear your reaction afterwards. It's the same yeah. thing. Like, people, when they talk about a certain topic, it's kind of like they're giving you a teaser. They're giving you a trailer. Hey, I'm going to talk about this. It's really yeah. interesting. And, like, it tries to grab your attention. Word of mouth. It's a, it's a strong So, it's the same thing, course. you know. There's talk like oral trailers and visual trailers. You know, it's a two different things, you know. So, like I said, um. You know, like I said, at work, you know, we talked about, you know, I had, a, like, you know, my manager, my old manager right now, he's working nights now, he was a big Star Wars fan, and, you know, we had, he, he, he talks about Star Wars all the time, he's like, hey, you guys, check this out, you know, he tells us, you know, don't spoil the movie for everybody. <laughs> so he's kind of like, he was like my setup guy when it comes to certain movies and stuff, so, like I said, it's, a, it's like I said, it's a communication, you know, now it's with the internet, influence. we got access, it's all influence, like my brother said, it's all influence, it's all you know, influence. influencing your audience. And like right now, um, let's dive right into Hey Arnold here and um, check this out. It's Hey Arnold, the Jungle tra- Movie Trailer. <laughs> As they play a Hulu trailer. Alright, let's get this. Yeah, let's get this. Oh, yeah. Of course, it's all digital now. It's computers now. Yeah. Damn, even in Find his parents. Grandpa. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You can tell they're, like, a little bit older. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the rich girl. Yeah, holy crap. Eugene. Oh, they're to the left side. Oh shoot! Looks like Gerald and Arnold have a little tip. Oh, oh wow! Okay. Oh wow! What the hell? Oh! Oh, that was so close! Oh, you saw Helga's sister. What the hell? You see, like, oh, oh wow! <gasps> no way! Ah, oh. November twenty fourth. <laughs> that was a fourth wall right there. Damn, okay. That was a fourth wall breaker right there. That was there. weird. Oh. That was a meta moment right now. Oh, wow. Well, guys, um, after watching the Hey Arnold trailer, okay, so they did, they revealed a lot of plot things and all that stuff, which we were, like, if you watched watch the series, remember, yeah. Like, they're still, they're, they obviously have to bring up the same old conflicts, the general conflicts between the pop characters, but, like, obviously they're giving, they're giving Arnold a lot better a better story to find his parents. Like, that's the main thing, and that's the, that was always the end goal, is that we always wonder, hey, if, why does Arnold live with his grandparents? And, you know, you, if you remember the show and are familiar with it, if not, definitely check they it out They had a again special Wallbox to get refreshed. 
Like, they had one in Nickelodeon. I remember they did an old special of it, too. It was, like, an hour-long episode or something. Yeah, he finds, like, Arnold. That's what I was talking about. Like, Arnold finds his parents' um, diary. He finds a diary in the attic. And And even that was still... That was still very much vague because they don't... I'm guessing it was already in the outs because Nickelodeon got so succumbed with Spongebob. But, um... Damn, just from looking at this, like, I I want to see it. I actually <laughs> like, want to like, see it. It looks cool. It looks fun. They got some fourth wall thing. They got, like, the, the jokes, the characters still there. It actually reminds me of, like, a Peanuts movie. Like, the, all those, the old Charlie Brown movies and their little mini adventures. Um, it, obviously not the same storyline, but the same feel of, like, him and his gang are going to go support their friend as he's on this mission to find his parents, finally, when he got more answers. Um... So it's it, it's interesting to see that and like the camaraderie and like dang there's even th- they even showed some conflict between the best friends Arnold and Gerald and, and the then, conflict between Helga and him and it's like that's awesome um, and I kind of like that little moment at the end when Helga's like, like breaking oh, up for Arnold <laughs> we all get it <laughs> we get it because like, if oh, you remember the theme song all you heard was his name and then and then people were wondering um. You know how it was like this. If you weren't watching the series back then, people were wondering what was his last name. Because yeah. you hear all the last names, people. Actually, if you remember, Grandpa keeps saying, "What's up, short man." His ex. When I went online, I guess his creator actually revealed his name was his shortman. But every time I'm hearing, "Hey," I hear Grandpa's like, "Hey, what's up, short man?" Yeah. So people and he's didn't. Short Arnold's pretty short. So. But I was assuming, oh, because he's short, he's just giving that's yeah. his nickname. But I didn't realize until later on. I guess it was like a Reddit, um, Reddit or something like, like a fan uh, theory. I guess the. Creator um, Craig Barley was on there, and he did like a Reddit, and people were asking, you know, about hey Arnold he has and last stuff. Name. Did Arnold have a last name? He did say it. He said that pretty much um, that Shortman was his last name. His name was Arnold Shortman, so that's why Grandpa kept saying, "Hey, what's up, Shortman?" So uh-huh. people were thinking that was a nickname. So well, because people cared, there was a joke in the old series, like, "What is his last?" Like, I was like, yeah, "I'm gonna miss his Arnold." What is his last name? Yeah. So, so it's like, what is it? so. I can't wait for that. Um, that comes out November. Of course, Rocco's Modern Life. Let's see if I can find it because that's another. Um, and also Invader Zim. If you're a fan of Invader Zim, that's also coming out. I kind of like the teaser. I don't know. My brother has seen this, so let's see what his reaction is to it because there's a teaser for Invader Zim and um, Rocco's Modern Life. Well, I think Rocco's Modern Life. Strong, man. They have to go back because they're. I don't know. I, I like I said. I don't, I'm not really much into cartoons and stuff, and I like I don't have cable. So, like, I don't know. Um, and, like I said, they're reaching for nostalgia because of our generation now. Um, but from what I'm assuming, they must be... I don't know if they're struggling, obviously, but, like, to have to wait 20 years to finally make a, a feature-length film for their classic Nicktoon cartoons, like, it's a reach. It's a reach. It's a risk and a reach, but they know what they're doing. Okay, I think with, the one I pulled up, this is from San Diego Comic-Con, so this is uh, Rock of Smart Life. It's called Static Cling, so I'm assuming this is what the title is. Modern Life Static Cling? <laughs> I see Philbert, Heifer, and, uh, and Rock <laughs> what? <laughs> Buzzbox. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> That's a good joke. I used to love Rockers My Life back in the day. Man, this is great. They're just making fun <gasps> oh, of our the old society. store, the old watch. <laughs> oh man, I like this already. They're oh, just making fun of all our worst. Oh, the energy drinks. Oh, oh wow, they actually—they're teasing on that also. Oh, ah, Red Bull gives you wings. That's radioactive. Kind of like. Oh. A 3D printer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I like this already. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's awesome. Wow. They're making fun of freaking EDM. Why? They're just... This is like watching Grand Theft Auto. Reboot? <laughs> Reboot yeah. That's a good one. Oh, oh. the mouse clicker. <laughs> it took his wallet. Oh, the computer. Oh, right, look, they got some little characters from the old from the show. Likes. You saw that? Big yeah. Brother camera. Damn, man, they're going hard on how... Man, they went hard. How they adjust to the 90s. Hey, Mrs. Big Head. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, man. oh wow! That was great. I, I I talked about it, but I heard a bunch about it. But I never like watching like right now. It's like wow, they really. I kind of like for the fact they actually attack all the. They attack basically what society has become right now. And he did that last line was great. Oh man, the twenty first century. The century is a very dangerous century. It's a very dangerous century, and it's right. Like we have become so. Gosh. Yeah, I reached out to every, like, not the worst part, obviously, because that's his perspective, but, like, every kind of general way of society going. Like, we're talking about connections to phones. It showed a, a freaking parody of 3D printers, the insane food combinations from food trucks, like foodie culture. It, it basically grabbed all this, all these crazy cultures that are, subcultures that are built up in our society now, and just, like, the, the average habits of consumerism. And and since Rocco's from the nineties and they're they're bridging that gap of the twenty first century, it's like it's funny to see him because Rocco's modern life in the nineties that was the modern life and it was definitely a reflection of the nineties then too. So it's great to see that the, the the creators of the show are still following that theme of parodying the what was that well, what I believe what is was like, like the the worst part of society. That's what it was like. Society. I mean, Joe Murray. When, I mean, if you remember him, Rocco's like he's also creator of Camp Blasdell. Um, yeah, Rock Smiley was one of those things that they attacked, you know, topics in the 90s. It was like satirical humor. It was like, you know... Like, just things that why do we make get so hung up about? And this one is definitely just continuing to throw just uh, the worst parts of consumerism and how our societies become just so succumbed through it. Not that it wasn't like that in the past, but geez, it's everywhere. And like, damn, that was a good way. I love how they're, Rock was, they're doing that. I'm excited for seeing that one. All right, and sure. then the last one is the last Nick one. Um, this was like well, six months ago, because it was the first yeah. time when they first announced it. And of course, um, remember Invader Zim? If you're a fan of Invader Zim, that was a great show, great show. Um, for that time. And you know, it, it branched on the comics. So now, you know, this yeah. is coming. Now it's it's one of the it's one of the it's three. Like a cult, a cult following. Yeah. So now, when this was teased, because I remember seeing this advertised, and I, I thought it was a April Fool's joke. That's a teaser. That's what's the, that, that reminds me of the old teasers back then. Yes, that was... That, 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 so, yeah, we didn't touch about that in tra trailers, but, like, these teasers are... Li like, anything teaser-wise is literally kind of how we would see previews on feature films before. Like, little glimpses. Like, a minute at tops. Like, this one, little teaser was a minute, and all it was was his voice. It, um, Zim and, and Gurr just going back and forth. Like, and it was simple, and it just showed us, like, a weird... His symbol, and that's it. But, like, you can already connect to that character. And, like, Jesus, man, Nickelodeon's reaching. But at the same time, I'm, I'm, I like how they're bringing, breathing fresh air back to their characters again. Still sticking to that, but still providing a new story into it. Yeah, because right now, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm there's current Nicktoons that I've heard right now. Besides, you know, SpongeBob, yeah. all of them. It's oh, basically the only man. show from the 90s, from the late 90s, actually SpongeBob. still going. But now you got other shows like The La House. I heard that's a really good show, too. That's got a good fan base. The La House is a good one. That's on Nickelodeon. That's got a good fan base. I mean, like I said, it, with these shows, I'm coming back. Like Invader Zim, Rocco's Modern Life, and, you know, Hey Arnold. You know, grabbing those kids. It's just it's like bringing back the fans. Not only just the fans, but, you know, for New Jersey yeah, shows. So yeah. Kids of this generation can actually experience you know, what their parents were watching when they were kids. 
So I kind of like that. So, like I said, overall, Traders, to me, I still enjoy Traders, but, like, the way it depends on how each studio approaches when it comes to Traders. Like I said, for me, I kind of like the teasers and then the final trigger. That's it. You know, the ones in between, probably not. Um, but, like I said, if they could, if they could follow the concept of what Nickelodeon was doing and just come out with the teaser first and then and then the final trailer, that would be just great. Yeah. Um, gosh, I will uh, continue my my philosophy of not try, of trying my best to avoid the trailers. Because, um, like I said, I like being surprised in any movies that are coming out. Not that, like, I'm a big Redditor, so I come across all the, you know, the spoiler things and all that stuff. But I don't click on it. Like, I don't want to. Um, or, or, like, what's been prevalent now, obviously, is the Game of Thrones uh, subreddits and how they're spoiler ones. And it's like, I can't... Everyone's... There's still that, that sort of culture of waiting around, like, keeping up with the series and stuff. Even with this binge streaming sort of market we have. Because everything's so... It's instant gratification. So, like, I'm trying my best to, to, to take away from that. Uh, so, which is why I personally don't want to watch trailers and stuff. I don't enjoy them because it's just a, a marketing ploy and I get it has a purpose. However, I, you know, since we were born in that two foots in the door thing, I like still being able to be conscious and mindful and enter these things objectively. So... After seeing these Nickelodeon ones, I I want to see these things, but that's because I these shows were that came out when I was a kid. So like, this was my Ninja Turtles, even though I watched me and my brother watched Ninja Turtles. But that's because he those things that he loved, he continues. Back then, he would show me and grew up with it, and he still continues to do that because he wants to influence and shape it. And like he has said, the anime thing. He's like, I, we may not. I don't like anime, but it's not like a personal thing. It's just it's something. it's just like I don't. I'm not going to like the same media you will. Just like anybody, you can't expect anybody to like the same things. But the minute you push on it, I'm just going to, you know, I just detract more and more because it's like, if I don't like it, I just don't like it. It's no, not a personal attack on you, but if that, that's what fanatics are. Like, they, they take it as a personal shot when it's not, yeah. it shouldn't be. All it is is that I just, I don't like the same media you do. Just like, you're. some people don't like Stephen King, but some people like Michael Crichton. Some people, you know, it's just, you're not, it's different. Tomato, yeah. tomato, but it all, overall, it's it's art. You could take art is subjective, guys. It's subjective. You don't don't make it to where you have to. Just like my brother said, like he's just watching Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was a phenomenon when it came out. I was following it just when it was coming out because I I went into it right when it was starting season two. So like I was fresh, but that thing was going. It was a damn freight train. Just how people are following The Walking Dead, all that stuff. So he gets to see it once the hype is down. He's he's getting to see Breaking Bad. For the beauty that it is, instead of the hype train that gets people going, like it's just bullshit. Like, it's like call it for what it is, you know. That's what, like, that's why I, no, I don't, I stay away from DC. Yeah, like right now, I, I mean, like don't it. get me wrong. Um, we're Game of, we're fans of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's, it's like the funny thing is we haven't even watched the sixth season. And I know season seven just yeah, came seen, out already. I seen, I just went through already, seven. so I haven't seen season seven either. So I've seen season six. I haven't seen season seven. Oh, you just watched? Season yeah, six? I've, I've yeah, I watched it. I still I haven't watched season six, so I still got to catch up. And I kind of look for my brother, and he's not going to spoil it for me because he knows for a fact I'm still behind. Yeah, but he's like, I don't gain anything from ruining it for him, and even then, it's like that. Pit, don't you get pissed off when somebody spoils something for you? Yeah, Duh. so it's like Honestly, it makes you not yeah. I hate it. that when people spoil it. It's like. If you're going to say something, say spoiler so I don't have to hear it. Yeah, that's why I'd rather just see some shit just come say, out yeah. a couple months after. That's why I try to stay away from, like, when it comes to, like, Game of Thrones or reviews and stuff. I try to... I, I get away from it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, dude. Because yeah. I want to see for myself. Like I said, like last week when we were talking about the 60s Batman, my brother never seen the 60s Batman. I already saw him a few episodes. He's already hooked on it. Yeah, and, like, I... I was young, dude, but the Three Stooges was with the. So basically, yeah, I gave the teaser. Basically, I gave the teaser of Batman. Basically, to give me a sample, I talked about it. I just remember the Batman movie they made. That's the only one I saw of '60s Batman. I never saw the series itself. I just remember the movie. But like, I gave the teaser, and like yeah. I said, like a trailer, I gave a preview, and I got him hooked. That's basically what overall. That's what trailers are. It's basically so it's it's a hook fish bait. It's yeah. a it's a, it's bait. Like my brother's saying, it's a bait. So if you guys, you know. Some of you guys probably don't like traders. Some of you guys love traders. So, I mean, every, a lot of many people can agree on the same thing. But that's something, you know, that's for you guys to decide. But like I said, overall, traders are there just to help get people to look, go watch it. So, yeah, like I said. For, you know, yeah, like for these the family, you know, people just immersed with pop culture. All I can say is 
just try to uh, approach things with an objective mind. And if you're trying to get somebody into something that you like... Give you little snippets. Don't, don't yeah, spoil it too some, much. Yeah, don't spoil it. And also, don't don't assume that they're going to approach this thing and react to it the same way you do. Because it's subjective. But people want to... Imp- you know, they want to shove this type of art where it's like, hey, like, I don't, if I don't like it, I don't like it. And that's how I approach anime. There's some narratives I like in the anime, in the anime universe, in that type of uh, expression. But there's some that, like, I won't get behind. But there, you know, it's just the hype train of everything. And like, so I'd rather, you know, you know, organically discover these things. Like, there's one, I know there's one anime bird actually kind of liked a little bit, but he hasn't got back into it was My Hero Academia. Which that's is popular still, as hell now. Which is popular as hell now. Right? It's still fresh because it yeah. was out, like, the manga came out in 2014, but it got animated two years later. Mm-hmm. Because that got me, and then I started reading the manga, and then I told him, hey, check out My Hero Academia, but... He watched the subtitle first because, like, I mean, that's a different topic. If we took, if you go to talk about anime, I mean, I don't know how much time we got. Um, there's sub and dubs, but there's a debate between people who like it. They like a subtitle, like the original language, and the dub. I mean, there's two different type things because people say, oh, it's just English. But no, you got to understand, when it comes to localization, that's Japanese funny. humor is different than American humor. Like, there's jokes that, you know, we're not going to get that ja- and people from Japan will understand. The same mm-hmm. thing, you know, with anything that's done here... Gets like dubbed over there or translated over there, it's not gonna have the same effect when it comes to humor that other countries are gonna have. So that's something that we'll probably discuss down the road. Um, there's another show that me and my bro will probably talk about later on is Rick and Morty. So yeah. we'll probably do a future episode on Rick and Morty. So I said overall, you know, it's traders. Like I said, we're always gonna see traders. They're not gonna go they're away. Not, they're not gonna definitely not gonna go away because it's it's just part of advertising. So, with that said, um, thank you guys for listening to The Talking Pop. Make sure to check out the previous episodes on Podbean. Also, check out my YouTube channel, which is The Franchise Network. For I do a weekly vlog of pretty much talking about why I do my life. You know, I'll share what I watch, share what I, you know, what I collect, you know, a pop culture geek. Um, also, you can follow me on Twitter at The Franchise 85. If you guys want to tweet questions or even topic ideas that you want me and my brother Andy to talk about, and also, too, check out my Facebook page, which is on Facebook.com slash The Franchise Network. And like there, I'll usually post links to the episodes of the podcast and also to my blog. So, like I said, until next time, I'm The Franchise. I'm Andy. As always, geek on and take care. <laughs>